Hello, I am so happy that you're here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Muslims and the Dunya. So on this podcast, I really wanted to make sure we created a safe space. You ever felt like I really want to do the right thing? I really want to go out there and make sure Allah knows that I love him and I want only the best of my life. But then you get out the door and life start happening and you're doing all this stuff you know you should not be doing. That's okay. Because guess what? The best Muslim is not the perfect Muslim. The best Muslim is the striving Muslim. So on the podcast, we want to make sure that you understand that even if somebody looks like they are doing the absolute right thing, they're still going through their own struggles. And just because you're struggling, that doesn't mean that you still can't pray. That doesn't mean that you still can't participate and call yourself a Muslim. It's okay. We are all struggling. So my name is Mo Quick. I have a guest. His name is Reese. Hi, Reese. Assalamu alaikum. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. No, for real. I'm really happy you're here. Let me tell you why. Okay. So you know, obviously, I haven't always wore my kimar, right? And when I first met you, I didn't meet you like this. <laughs> I was another person. And it's really like a beautiful thing because you've always had your Allah necklace. You've always went to the community and let everybody know that I'm Muslim, my dad's Muslim, my girl's a Muslim, and we're doing what we think Allah would want us to do, even in an industry like ours. So Reese and I, we're radio personalities in Atlanta, hip-hop station, urban AC station. I mean, our lifestyle and what we do doesn't suggest that we are perfect. You know, I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's just crazy. And I want to share something with you. My journey to being where I am now versus when you first met me. Again, it was a huge transition, right? I was not covered. I was not conscious of what I was saying. Every other word was a curse word. I was smoking. I was drinking. Like, I was not me. But last Ramadan, something snapped in me. It was like... Obviously, they always say that there's like a, a spirit or a feeling that you get when Ramadan's coming, and especially when you're in it. It just, it's just something that moves you, but only if you want it to move you. Mm. You know how Ramadan comes around and some people don't participate, and you don't feel anything. But when you tell yourself, like weeks before, oh, I'm going, I'm going to be serious, I'm going to cut the music off, I'm going to cut the TV off, and I want to change by the end of this 30-day period, because... Let's be honest, that's what Ramadan is for. It's supposed to be a reset. You know, it's supposed to be that moment where whatever you were doing, it's okay. You can start all the way over, clean slate. Everything is triple, quadrupled. Your blessings, your sins are going away. Like, he's just trying to wash you up and make you new. So I was like, I'm going to take this serious, and I just want to see if life happens for me. Mm -hmm. And I think I was in a space where I wasn't feeling fulfilled, because if you look at us, you're like, oh, they getting stuff for free. They getting money without really doing any hard work. They driving this. They go in places. Oh, they have got to be living the best life. But when you go home and you still feel these empty gaps on the inside of yourself, that's how you know something in my life needs to change. And I said, I'm going to make that change. Mm -hmm. One thing to say it is a whole nother thing to actively do it. So when Ramadan came, I said, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to take this seriously. Of course, I was working at the radio station. So I said, I'm only going to come in at night. 
Um, during the day, I'm not listening to music. I'm not watching TV. I'm cutting my social media off. I'm reading. I'm praying. I am just asking him to, you know, make me new, make me more studied and a better person. And he did it. Child, I did not look back. I did not go out the house without a Kimar on because the hijab, it like reminds me, you're not just Mo. You're not just Umoja. Like you are a part of a collective group. And it's really like a brand. You know how people know? You put that a lot on, oh, he Muslim. He don't eat pork. So don't offer him none. He's not cussing. So cut that music off. It's like they know about you. So when they see you act out of character, you're messing up a whole brand. You're not just messing up yourself. It's like it's something higher than you. So when I made that transition, I'm just like, this is scary. What are they going to say? What are people going to say when they see a Kimar on and I am on the radio? What are people going to say if I'm still trying to go to the club and make my money? Like, what are people going to say if I'm endorsing an alcohol brand? Like, I'm like, this This going to be a whole transition. Like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was really afraid. Like, what is about to happen right now? But I can't stop. Like, that whole month, it changed me completely. And I've been Muslim my whole life. It's a shame that I'm just now changing myself. Speaking of, mm-hmm. how did you meet Allah? Like, how, because I know your dad's Muslim, right. so I assume you grew up Muslim. But how <clears throat> did you meet and get in tune with Allah? That's a little pregnant question. Not pregnant, it's loaded. It is. So, <laughs> I think, <laughs> and uh, congratulations on, on, on your mind opening up and being mm-hmm. able to accept it in a different way. So I will never judge anybody off of their previous movements mm. or anything that they're doing or what they got going on because that's only between you and Allah. Period. Right. Say that, friend, please. Right. And um, I do want to address, when you say the hijab, I, the same reason I wear my chain is because it's not for anybody else but me mm. to remind myself that things get a little fuzzy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to get fuzzy. Life. Right. But to answer your question, um... I think I, well, I said I was pregnant. I think I've always been Muslim, even though I was raised Christian. I thought you were raised Muslim. Nah, so that, I appreciate that. What? Right? He, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But, um, <laughs> so my father has been Muslim before I was born. He was mm-hmm. part of the fruit, FOI, right? What is that? And then, so he was um, Malcolm X and him, right? Oh, you're serious? Yeah. What? And then, that's Most weird. of them, and his crew, including himself, mm-hmm. um, became Sunni, right? They they transitioned over to the way they practiced the belief. I love that. Before I was born, mm-hmm. right? Then I came, mm-hmm. and um, him and my mother didn't work out. They were married. I was raised Christian Baptist, to be exact, right? And I, I stayed with my grandparents. And my grandma, when she passed away, mm-hmm. the church had never seen that many people. I mean, she was deep in the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I used to go to church with them and... Bible study too. And my granddad, my his father, all of them were preachers. They were, they were, they ran the church, right? But I always questioned the way the religion came to me, the Baptist religion. How so would you mean? Like it was I'll be given confused. to you? I'll be confused in church as a young kid, like yeah, five, six, seven years old, I'll be confused. So... They would say, and it's, it's just me. It's personal. I don't want to catch cancel on here. I'm looking at my camera. I don't, don't cancel, cancel on here, y'all. Don't cancel me, okay? <laughs> don't catch cancel today. All right, but um, I would hear, I would hear some of the some of the parts of the Bible, and I would get confused because I was like, I was under the assumption as a kid, I was here to praise God, right? And then when I get here, I would hear something about 
Jesus. And I'll be like, well, that's his son. Shouldn't we just be praising his daddy? This is a six-year-old, right? <laughs> I cannot. Right? That's you about to get six, canceled, right? friend. That's what I'm just saying. I'm giving you one more story. I'm going to give it to you, Mo. <laughs> so uh, I would question that as a kid, as a child. And then they threw in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm very confused now. Because mm-hmm. now it's three people, and I thought it was one person. So at, always, when I would pray, before knowing anything, I would just pray to God. I wasn't worried about any other things that was reflective of it. Then when I got older, I'm like, learning about Jesus. I was like, oh, so we should just be like him and not worship him. We should worship his daddy, right? This is my... It's cool, you're six. Adolescent. Back then, I was about 11, so oh, you might not give me that much grace. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm moving my dad. Oh, sorry, and I was an athlete. Um, I started to become more of an athlete, so I never really drank, smoked, or partook in things that could kind of hinder me because I was short. I was shorter, right? You didn't want to stunt that growth. I didn't want to stunt. I didn't want to give anybody competitive advantage. That friend was eating all the broccoli. Man, come on now. <laughs> would say this. My favorite food was pepperoni, though, right? Growing no. up. Turkey. You meant turkey pepperoni. No, I'm, I'm you telling you my truth. I'm going to tell you my truth. <laughs> right? It was the swine. You know what I'm saying? It was the swine. I moved with my father. Uh. And honestly, I just saw how him and my uncles moved. Mm-hmm. And we're from um, New Jersey. So not all my uncles mm-hmm. are related. You know what I mean? It was just brothers that he um, grew blood up with. And not blood. Not blood. But we brothers. Yeah, but bonded, right? Mm-hmm. And I would see how they moved. And I was like, man, I want to do that. Not just verbalizing that, but just thinking that. Man, they moved so strong, structured. Uh, my dad would pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing. I would pray all the time. But I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't making a lot. I was just praying. I was praying all the time. Like, I wasn't praying for anything other than thank you, God, for letting me wake up today. Wow. Thank you, God, for letting me have this food. And it wasn't just prayer for, for, you know, you pray to eat. It was always praying. I was always praying. You were seeking him. Right. So I started uh, watching him, just sub, uh, subconsciously watching him as a young man. And I was like, man, this is structured. And I never saw my dad drink. I never saw him smoke. I never saw my uncles drink or smoke. Wow. None of they weren't perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. But they would move in a certain way. And I was like, man, I like, I like how they move. So one day I just asked him, I was like, <clears throat> what are you? <laughs> you know, that was the question. Whoa, I was like, what are you? Your dad never introduced the slam to you? No. He, he, he would give people the peace. He told me what to say if somebody gave me the peace. What is the peace? So if he said the peace, the peace, he said assalamu alaikum. He said you oh, say alaikum assalam. That's what y'all call it, the right, peace. Right, the peace. Yeah, you get <laughs> the peace. Right, because you know, it's the peace be with you and also, you know, it's yeah, back to him. So, right. <laughs> Like you're giving the peace, right? So he said, Assalamu alaikum. You say, Walaikum assalam. And if you want to get fancy with it, you add the rest of it on, right? Mm, I'm I'll be fancy. Right. I'm getting a little fancy too. <laughs> Put your shoulders in it when you say it, right? So you give people the peace, and then he would tell me little things here or there. You know, um, you have to respect this. He, even when me and my mom were going through it, he says, Your mother, you had to call, you had to check on it. Mm. Those things were stemming from his wow. belief yeah. and his practice of, of the religion, mm-hmm. right? So then one day I asked him, what are you? He told me. He was like, I'm Muslim. And I was like, okay. He was, I was like, I want to be that. He was like, no, nah, you, you need to learn about it first. And then you can say whether you want to be that. So he got me a Torah. On, he got man. me a Quran. He got me a Bible. <gasps> and he said, you look at all three of these things. And then when you figure out what you want to be and what you want to do, your path to God is your own. I can't create that for you. You figure out what you want to do, and then we can come back and talk. I read all those books in probably five days as a 12-year-old kid. I knew I liked your I'm dad. super focused, though. When I it knew I but liked yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's, That's he's, so beautiful. Right. So when I came back to him, I was like, I want to take my Shahada. He was like, let's go. So we went down to 4th Avenue. I took my Shahada, and I've been rolling ever since. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> that is such a beautiful story. Thank you. 
Wow. No okay. more pepperoni, though. Uh, okay, we're going to move along. <laughs> so it was like, uh, no more pepperoni. Child, no more pepperoni. I'm not about to play with you. And it's crazy how many or how much people focus on the do's and the don'ts of being mm-hmm. a Muslim. Man, right. y'all got to pray five times. Right. Y'all can't eat pork. <laughs> but if somebody came up to you, like, what does being a Muslim mean to you? To me, it just means uh, my path to God needs to be clean and clear. Ooh. That's what it means to me. That's good. You can use it. I'm going to use it. put it on a t-shirt. We're going to have to split the money. Anyways, (laughs) what do you mean good and clear? Good and clear just means my intentions always need to be right. I'm not always going to be right as a human or as a man. Mm -hmm. But I could try to do the right thing at all times. If I feel myself getting off the path, I need to be able to make that adjustment. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by clean and clear. Because sometimes, um, as as logical and less emotional as I want to be as a man... Um, sometimes I get a little bit um, sensitive. And then that sensitivity, I may act on that. So I have to make sure that I'm constantly checking myself. Mm. Okay, mm. so you can't make those emotional decisions. Yeah, that those emotional des- decisions usually are the ones that take you off your path to God. Absolutely. That's what I've learned. Right. Your path to anything. You can make mm-hmm. an emotional decision, and now you out a job. Yeah. Now you out a relationship. Mm-hmm. Child. Yeah, even if it's a positive emotional decision, I still try to maintain... Um, some sort of, of of higher higher elevated thought when it comes to it. Oh, that, right. like taqwa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so so tell me this because and this ain't no shade, okay? We are mm-hmm. gonna have to break that wall of shade because it's gonna it. sound Let's, so bad. Let's do it. Let me take a sip of Mo's tea real quick. Before <laughs> yeah, I get give shaded. me some tea, friend. So have you ever felt like people might have thought of you as lame because you're not in the clubs? You're not where the um, the streets are. You're not mm-hmm. drinking. You're not smoking. You're not, you know, being cool because you have a certain maintaining mm-hmm. of your clear following of God. And you're supposed to be, supposed to be, according to our hip-hop industry standards, right. that. Right. How do you, how it's do you not care? Act. It's a balancing act because being in an entertainment industry is tough. So I do have to host concerts or clubs, right? But I'm not trying to partake inside of what the club is, if that makes sense. I'm not getting caught up. How do so, you not? How do you not? Yeah. You watch everything and then move accordingly. I know I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do hookah. I try not to. Um, I do have a vice. Obviously, I got three kids, so we see that. But, I ain't gonna. Right, I ain't you know about to say right, no, I ain't about to sit here and kick it. It's a lot of kick it, but you know. Because that's my but, next question. <laughs> right, but I try not to overindulge in anything. Mm. And when you when you walk into it knowing that I'm walking out the same way I walked in, come on, then you don't get caught up in those situations. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this because other people have told me this and not to sound facetious. I've been cool my whole life. I don't need nobody to validate that. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on, give me some of Now, that does not mean that yeah. I haven't done things before to try to um, maybe, um, maybe impress people. Peer pressure right? is a it very happens, natural yeah. thing. But I've never succumbed to it. You know, like so, let it take you all the way. Let it take me all the way. So I, I, I might not walk around with uh, a kufi or, or you know, uh, what do they call it, sencletas when you're Puerto Rican, but when you uh black, you know, mm-hmm. your hot, your hot pants. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk walk around in that um, on my throat, but I still carry it on me. I think, and people know. A lot of people around me know I'm not to be played a toy with. Even though I do joke and laugh, I'm not to be played a toy with when it comes to certain things. Like you can't force me to do anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Mm. That's that manhood talk. <laughs> yeah. Raised Speaking by some of, gangsters. <laughs> um, can we talk about manhood for a second? Because you're right. When mm-hmm. it comes to like, so when you're in Atlanta, 
Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And you a single person with mm-hmm. a, a little bit of status, a little bit of, you ain't got to have too much. Right. If you just got a little bit of something, they easy. at you. They at your ankles. Uh-huh. They at your neck. They all over you. Yeah. So how do you date as a Muslim? You just let it be known from the beginning. Like, it, and then now at this age, is different than 10 years ago, though, Mo. I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? That's what you was like, doing 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was running rampant through the struggles <laughs> in the streets, baby. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. But uh, t- you I mean, not playing, I'm but not go ahead. playing, but I was a little more, I didn't value my time as much. Oh, with the people. purpose. The purpose of my time. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I can only speak from now this perspective, right? So this perspective is, I don't want to toy with anybody because I don't have time to play. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to play with nobody. I'm not going to, I'm gonna, not going to allow them to toy with my time either because it's very valuable. And it, it has to be rationed out the right way, you know? Does that mean that you go straight to, if we ain't getting married, don't talk to me? What that do you mean goes by that? to, I won't have a relationship of physical of any kind that could be intimate if I don't see marriage or something deeper in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, before I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I wouldn't marry her, but I still have a little fun. Meaning we can kick it, go out, do whatever, but I'm not going to do that now because I understand my time is valuable. Yeah. And while wasting on something, I'm not going to pursue. Now, if I decide today, like, I don't want to be married, which is not, I don't see that in my foreseeable future. Like, you I don't... mean not being married yeah, or being married? Yeah, not being married. I don't want to not be married. I want to be married. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I decided then, then yes, I would date around, but I don't see that happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, what what does she have to be like for you to be like, nah, I'm, I'm probably going to marry her? Genuine and strong in her faith, whatever that is. So, you're not I looking for like, a Muslim woman? I'm not saying that. My preference is that, right? But my, you said faith. You yeah, say faith, faith. My, I didn't say Islam on purpose because I think faith is different than religion. This is me, right? Okay, we talking. Go ahead. You're not getting canceled. They're going to tear me up on the internet. No, I'm playing. (laughs) Um, I would say that um, faith is how strongly you believe in what you're supposed to be doing, and then religion is kind of the way you practice that, right? Mm -hmm. So I can meet a, a beautiful Muslim sister that doesn't have faith, right? So it doesn't matter how many times she prays a day or if she wears a hijab. It doesn't matter if she's not practicing what she's praying about and what she believes in in real life, in real life instances. Does she make sure somebody has food in their belly when they need it? Is she making sure that this homeless person has something? Is she being righteous by her parents and by her children uh, if she has them, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying being submissive to her husband, but is she um, conscious to his needs, right? Mm. And I can say the same thing. Like, I can get up every morning at 5 some May Fajr and then go out here and be disrespectful to women. Mm. But it d- doesn't matter that I prayed. I don't think so. Mm, let's speak. Right. So w- to say that, yes, my preference would be to marry a Muslim woman because I think that you could strengthen your relationship through the way that you do the path that you get to God, right, which is the religion part. But if her faith shows that me that she's Muslim, because what's the definition of being a Muslim? It's your belief in God, right? Allah only, right? Mm-hmm. If she believes that, but she hasn't considered herself an actual Muslim yet, then I don't want to cut that opportunity. Because one of our biggest blessings is if you show somebody that path, your path to God, and they want to follow it. That's very true. Right. That's very true. <clears throat> but, well, I guess because obviously it's different. Because mm-hmm. as a Muslim man, you can choose to go out and date a Christian woman, Jewish woman, you Mm -hmm. know. But when it comes to me, you know, I have to make sure, are you Muslim? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Because 
Ain't no in-between. Like, you got to mm. be Muslim for me to even consider you to be able to marry you. Right. So I would like to push back, but I can't because we are different in that regard. I understand that, and I respect that, and I agree. But I also have a slight disagreement to that What's because in the Western butt? world, it's very hard to do that. What you mean? In this world we live in, it is very almost impossible for that to happen because if, we, if we're dealing in just our straight way, and the way the book says it, right? And we don't date. We just get married. No, that's not true. Um, because dating can just be going to get tea and coffee with your Wali or with right. a mutual friend. So right. you can date to get to know someone. It just shouldn't take longer than four to six months. Right, right. But that's tough nowadays. Only if you don't have no self-restraint. That's true. I'll agree. You ain't got no self-restraint. I do. I'm just saying that's true. It's but okay. I'm We're talking I'm about people who are striving. It's striving in, in general. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm getting at. So, right. But I hear you because you say in the Western world because we don't live in Saudi. Yeah. We don't live in Medina. Right. We in Atlanta. Right. Like we in, and not just in America. We in Atlanta. That's a different. It's a different part of this. Like different. And then I would say that to you too. If you have a Wally, you have somebody. I that don't. Can, but go can, ahead. Well, if you have, if let's say you did. And then somebody approached you that's not Muslim and wants to date you, you explain it in front of jump. If you're not Muslim, I can't because this is how it has to go down. And then he says, Well, let's let's do, let's go to Pat. Let me see what it's about. They always say that. I want to come to the master with you. Right. And then and then not turn them. It's like turn you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a video game. Sexually. Right. But but if you 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 religiously turn them out. You I don't know if we can do that. Still. You, you, but you receive those blessings. Okay, but let me tell you this, because and this is moving so off topic. This is not what my script says, okay? <laughs> um, but when it even came to my husband, mm-hmm. or my ex-husband, right. when I first met him, he was um, <clears throat> in limbo. He wasn't Christian because, mm-hmm. like you, he had many disagreements with the way the church moved, with the way um, Jesus never actually said that he was God, but they praised him anyway yeah. as though he was God, and just many different issues he had with Christianity. Mm-hmm. But he didn't quite know what he wanted to do. Right. He had a mentor who was Muslim, and then when he met me and I told him, hey, I know we're dating, this is fun, this was way before the hijab and me and Allah having a real conversation and understanding. He was like, I want to learn. But he said that after I said, I can't marry. Mm -hmm. So to me, for a woman going through that already, if that's not already something you're thinking about, I can't take that risk again. We had kids, we had a house, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything had to get destroyed because he said, Nah, this ain't for me. I don't know what I was thinking. And it's like, nah, I can't, I can't take that chance. Right. For me. I understand. At least. I understand. Okay. It's always blessings <laughs> within the, the BS. I know. But I, I'd rather turn out children. my friend or somebody. And I, I I think one day he might find his path. And I think you I have pray. something very strongly to do with that. And I can still get my blessings. Yeah, even why not? I divorced him. Listen, you already <laughs> showed him the path. I, I tried. I just felt like his issue with a lot of other people who are in the limbo, unlike what your dad did for you, Mm -hmm. they have questions, but they don't seek the knowledge. They want to know things, but they don't go in between the different books to try to understand. Mm -hmm. They just say, nah, I ain't with it. I'm just going to talk to God how I talk to God. He know me. And I'll be like, but friend, it's like, even in Islam, people think that we just supposed to follow Mm -hmm. and that's it. Blindly, right. But we're supposed to learn. It is in our duty Mm -hmm. to learn about everybody and everything so that when we get to where we're supposed to be, we know how to act. We know why we're there. We already know about the people who are going to be there, right. like those who came before us. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother story, champ. When they read my book, I just wanted to say the right stuff. 
And you and it's right. good that you do, mm-hmm. okay? Because right. you Allah gonna come to me talking about Umoja. <laughs> so you did this, this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I was reading though. <laughs> so tell me about, you know, Takwa. For all those who may not know, it is just, you know, the way that you praise Allah, being where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. Right. Do you feel like you can have strong taqwa in an industry like ours, where you're constantly getting pulled away from what you're supposed to be doing? I go by a rule with that. If you're somewhere, be where you be, be at a place where you're not afraid to be found dead at. Right? Oh, that's a good one. And the second part of that is if you're in a place that you are afraid to be found dead at and you are found dead, be doing something that you won't be judged for it. Right? Mm. So if I have to host a club, for example, small sample size, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Hosting a club, you didn't see me drinking, mm. you didn't see me smoking, you didn't see me womanizing, you probably see me go like this a couple of times. Right? Trying to keep your sanity. Trying to keep my sanity, right? <laughs> so... At the end of the day, if I if I have a heart attack or something, right, mm-hmm. and drop dead, at least the people would be like, that was a good dude, man. He was in here just doing his job. You know, I ain't seen him drink. I ain't seen him do nothing. And my kids would be like, well, he was in the club, but everybody was saying he wasn't doing club stuff. Mm. I try to live like that. That's mm-hmm. a small sample size of how I kind of take my life. That's really dope because mm-hmm. that's the worst thing yeah. to die. Listen, in an uncomfortable position. Listen, I have literally been, and this is just this for me, y'all. I'm tell y'all this is secret. Just secret, you and him. You, you and everybody. Oh, you can listen too. All right. <laughs> I have literally been in a car. This is before. That's okay. My change. Okay. All right. Headed to go see a young lady mm. and be like, bro, if I get robbed over here, get shot or something, they gonna find me over here. Should I really be here? And just turn around. Hey, really? Yeah. You just just Keep, left. Yeah, just left. Just call. Hey, I can't do it tonight. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to be because you know that saying. I wouldn't be caught dead in there. That's really how I live. Like I don't want to be caught dead in there. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. What a. That's huge. That's huge. Okay. So with that being said, as mm-hmm. a changed person, because you're still striving, you right. still have things that you're trying to get better at. Mm-hmm. But what's your biggest struggle right. in this worldly world, also known as the dunya? I guess trying to find myself constantly, right? You're lost? Yeah, sometimes. I think I am. I think my favorite verse out of the Quran is, um, in time human being is a lost self for those who believe do good works. And, sorry, baby. Slow that right, down. I'm sorry. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> verse, I, I use it in almost every one of my slides, right? A tiny human being is at loss except for those who believe and do good works, right? Mm. That's part of it, right? Mm. So I feel like every time I almost make a misstep, a misstep, a subconsciously misstep, I have to pray and try to do good works. Mm-hmm. So it's a balancing act because I do curse, mm-hmm. but I pray. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in between each player, the minor sins get wiped. Exactly. And that's what I think. And that's what I'm hoping, mm-hmm. but I'm not that's what praying. He says. Wait, that's what he says. And I'm praying not just for that, just to say thank you for one, because mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing since a kid, but also to say, all right, I probably messed that up. I'm going to admit that. I'm in the mirror every day. Come on, You know what man. I mean? Help yes. me out here. Repent, baby. Right? And then the second part of that is to do good works, right? To make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to take care of the people around me, even if they're not directly related to me. Some that's people tough. just need guidance, right? Mm. Or help. And that's what I'm saying. So it makes sacrifices. And those sacrifices come in the form of, I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to do that. 
I'm not going to call her. <laughs> you know, so I'm not that'd gonna be the hardest respond one. Respond to that DM, <laughs> like, you know. Even saying? though it's the fifth one she does right. see. I'm not doing that. So, so yeah, I think that's um that that's that's kind of the way that I try to reach it. That's gorgeous. Thank I you. love that. I take it. You're welcome. <laughs> Please have it. Please have it. So, what are those moments in your life where because we have them. You know, as even with the strongest man in life, even Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was looking around after he didn't get revelations in a long time. Like, Allah, where are you? Right. What's that moment for you where your faith was like really tested? Um, I think going through the last couple of situations with my children's mom, um, and I don't want to get into too personal of a business no, with her do, stuff. No, I can't. We do, like I can't we like personal business. <laughs> I can't do all the personal <laughs> business, but. At certain times, we may get into it or um, I may see certain things that I wasn't comfortable with, right? And I had to make sound decisions and not emotional decisions. Mm. And those sound decisions bring you closer to God. Speak. Because you got to just believe that he knows what's supposed to be (laughs) happening. But people, he's not in control of people's... um, And that's why I think we get to confuse that a lot. But God's not in control of people's actions, right? He's not. I think and that's, we have free will. The confusion will. is because, well, if he planned everything, if he know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. then he's the one who made this person shoot and kill this kid. Right, right. And I don't believe that. I believe that he knows what's going to happen after you make your decision. Because, mm. like, you can erase your path to heaven or you can create it. Let's go. All right. So I think that that's what, that's what it's about. Mm. I think that defines the... It's already written in free will where it joins them together. Mm. So to answer your question, I hope I did. Your baby um, mom. My baby mom. Period. <laughs> that, yeah. And then and then trying to find a balance when it comes to when it comes to uh one of my parents. I'm not gonna say which one. Your mom. Definitely try to help her out. Because obviously you've been praising your dad. The yeah. whole time. No, I mean and and, and I'm beginning to understand her better. Oh, so that's I like a great her. word. Right. So People I, need I, understanding. Yeah. I can like her now that I understand yes. her. I've always loved her. Yeah. I wouldn't never let anything happen to her, yeah. right, ever. Yeah. And that's what I think she doesn't understand with me sometimes. Aww. And I, I hope she watching the mom. I love you, Aww. you know. But I think I'm beginning to understand her more. So mm. it's, it's helping me to have a relationship with her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's but beautiful. that's tough because in the book, it's telling me honor and praise your mother. But... But also your child. We are supposed to be honored and respected exactly. as well. Exactly. So it's got to be a balanced act. Yeah. Once again, the path to it was written comes into what's really happening. Who's doing the writing? Because mm. so. we write our own destinies. Mm-hmm. Even though he's obviously in control, mm-hmm. we're the only creatures who have the ability to write our own destinies. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just... that's. Usually when I'm down in Sajdo on the ground, mm-hmm. I'm just like, thank you for giving me the consciousness. Thank you for giving me the ability to choose to praise you. Mm. Like, thank you for not, like, thank you for letting me do it and I make that, that conscious decision to do it. I'm not alone. There. I love that. That's my favorite pose. When I'm down there, I might be down there way too long. I know. Get sometimes my little forehead, I'm like, no, Yeah, my no, brother no, no. got this prostration mark, and I'm a little jealous. I ain't going to lie. Troy, I'm jealous. I don't, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't want it. I, get, I do like this. Right, like, trying to get the circulation back in my forehead. Right. <laughs> That's not cute. Um, which is why, you know, mostly, you know, most of them, they wear the, um, mm-hmm. the hijab over here so that we don't get it. Because yeah. Allah knows that we, we mm-hmm. like, no, Allah. Right. You do something about this. Right, it's like a birthmark. <laughs> so if someone is asking you about Islam, mm-hmm. they know nothing about it. Right. What would you tell them? I'd tell them it's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. If you respect me, then I would I would urge you to go look into the religion. That's what, what mean, I respect you. If you respect me, if you see me, if you if you don't know me from a hole in the wall, and you just look at me and see how I move, or you go on my social media, you go through it, and you like, eh, I kind of like what this guy's about. It all comes from there. Mm. It's, it starts there. That's my base. So if you like me or respect me or have anything that you like about me, it starts with that. That's what that's what grounds me, and everything else is built up from there. Mm, you're talking about that energy. When people see that light, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, my God, you're just so positive. Right. Oh, my God, you just be glowing. And that's my gift. Mm. Right, that's my gift. That's what I had to present. That's all I had to present. That's my gift. Mm. Like, always being, I talked to my uncle, uh, Atari, is the guy that got my dad and his brothers into the fruit, right? Um. We just spoke to him the other day. He's my dad's mentor. And he was telling me about his son who uh, passed away. Mm, subhanallah. Um, subhanallah. So his son passed away, but he said, man, it, it, Sharif, he's just love Allah. It's one of my sons. He just, I never had a ton of prayer. This, this, that, and the third. And he was like, he was telling my dad this. He was just going through his spill. And he was like, your son's like that. And that just was the like most heart. You see me cracking, right? My voice cracking. It was like the most heartfelt thing I could help hear from him being his mentor was like your son's like that he just he's stand-up guy he's a good man out of everything mm-hmm. and he's just always loved Allah whether it isn't it's just does not mean I'm running around saying oh Allah, Allah. It's, it's just the way I move absolutely and I think that that's what they were speaking about right I think you even said something earlier about the woman who you were you know possibly interested in she could say I'm this mm-hmm. I'm Muslim I'm Christian or whatever but if you're not showing it through your actions right. and it's like you can pray, but mm-hmm. what are you doing when you finish praying? Right. You know, how are you showing that you really love him? Mm-hmm. Even I always think about that story that my dad used to tell me about um, the hadith with the whore mm. and the dog. Right. And all she did was give this dog some water. Mm-hmm. And she's granted into heaven. Yeah. And she's been selling her body the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just that small act of kindness to show that, you well, know. Her heart's in the right place. And Allah forgives we don't. That's, that's the difference. Mm. Like we and I call them spooky Muslims. Probably gonna catch cancel on this too. Bro, you done been canceled this whole show. Fine. Okay, well, I can take it. They're gonna be shooting me up. <laughs> but I just call that spooky Muslims, where it's like we do all the judging mm. and we don't give people grace. But Allah will give grace to a, a woman that sold her body but fed a dog. Mm. That's in need, right? Mm. But who are we to tell you that you're not doing it right? Oh, Lord, Come on speak. now. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't like spooky Christians, spooky Muslims, spooky okay, Jews. But why like, all is the same. Spooky? spooky because they try to scare you into the religion. It's spooky. Like Boo. Okay. Put on your hijab, sister. <laughs> You're not doing right. Meanwhile, you done fed 400 people on the street. And who are you? And to then tell what did they? And then they told their cousin they couldn't come over to get something to eat. Mm. So I mm. spooky. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. This was fun. Thank Can you. you pray with me real quick? Absolutely. I want to um, I want to recite Al-Fatiha. Um, I always know that when you pray in unison, it is more amplified. Mm-hmm. So turn it up. If you can humor me. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Arrahmanirrahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaki Na'budu wa Iyaki Nasta'in. Iddina Sirat al-Mustakim. Sirat al-Ladina Anamta alayhim. Gairi al-Maqdubi alayhim. Walir Dhalin. Ameen.
Thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate you. My pleasure. This is a wonderful show. This is a wonderful show. <laughs> Y'all listen to Mo's show. I think I'm going to put that in a promo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you for sitting down with us. Like we said earlier, it's okay. We're all going through something, but the best Muslim is not the perfect one. The best one is the striving one. So keep striving.